This is the No Relation Podcast. Um, Evan, I we've got we got to talk. Okay. I received and saw multiple stories and snaps of uh, you on a pedal wagon this weekend. I just wanted an explanation. Um, I had a free Saturday. For those of you that don't know, real real quick, for those of you that don't know, a pedal wagon is a, um, uh, as Evan put it uh, very eloquently a while ago, a gentrification victory lap. Um, that was mine. So oh, I was see. that you? That was you? Yes, okay. Would like okay. To, yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, as Alex said, it is a gentrification victory lap uh, vehicle. Um, essentially, what you do is you uh, get on a Peloton um, while you're drinking, which, uh, you know, is a good idea, and you block traffic um, while playing uh, mid-music with your friends, uh, you know, in the street. Um, they have bars while where you can While going through sit in some t- of the worst neighborhoods, Correct. mind you. Yeah. <laughs> having a, just having a swell old time, not facing the, the poverty-stricken area that you're just trolloping through um, for fun. Well, for Lizzo. fun. While yeah. listening to Lizzo. And, you know, as, as, as much as I like drinking, um, I never really thought while I was drinking, you know, this would be a lot more fun in the street while exercising. And I was just wondering what, why, what, what was the, how did you, All right. what so, was the circumstances in which you decided to go on a pedal wagon um, as a Saturday activity? I had a free Saturday uh, just, just to do nothing. Um, it was only 30 bucks. Um, BYOB. I mean, I had uh, I had some Trulies just sitting there, kind of. I was like, you know, fuck it. Nigga, it was BYOB. Yeah. So you could have just been in an apartment. <laughs> you could have. Everybody you were lived. Everybody you were with lived in the city. Well, each city. I've uh, been to some of their places. They're nice. Well, let, well, let me uh, let me touch on two things real quick. Each time I was um, each position I was at on the pedal wagon, um, I actually did not was ever on a pedal seat. Um, I was in the back with the white people pe- uh, pedaling, which I very like, very much so like that part. Um, there was one part where I was in the middle of this thing, just kind of like chilling, just uh, just uh, just kind of minding my own business. Then the the one time I actually was on a pedal seat, I did not actually, in fact, pedal. Um, two, you actually get to tell the guy where you want to go. So uh, those people pedaling over to like where um where like the gingerfied head spots are, uh, they actually go in there by choice. <laughs> They're like, let's go through the hood. This is going to be hysterical. <laughs> I don't know. You're supposed to tell them what bar you want to go to. I don't know if there's a bar or something that they're going to in those areas because I've seen the pedal wagons from very, um, very questionable parts of Cincinnati. And um, it's crazy how the GPS too. You can pick different routes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's mm-hmm. 2022. It's not MapQuest. You don't just print out some fucking directions. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, no. You get to pick where you go. You get to pick which bar you go to. Um, you can you have like the option, I guess, to like just like mosey around the entire city if you want to too. So, um, see, I get I get booze cruises. You know what I mean? I get like a you know like a, a you know a barbecues in a park or something. I just don't. I just can't wrap my head around why people want to do the pedal wagon like that like that's a fun thing was it a pregame like what what was there is that the end all be all like that's the goal like you get off the pedal wagon you go back home um we all met up later um it was uh, it was for um one of our friends girlfriend's birthday um but, that's uh, enough i'm sorry it's wait time out so i have two bugaboos <clears throat> 30 dollars to bring your own beer anywhere is insane um how much that's one he said he said it's 30 dollars for the pedal wagon mm-hmm. it was 30 dollars for the pedal wagon to bring your own beverages. That's insane. I've had these that's beverages insane. sitting around for a couple months now, so I was like, you know, fuck it. No. 
Um, no, I, I want to pay thirty dollars so I can consume them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to pay thirty dollars to drink them on on while doing cardio. That's while that's creating weird. traffic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, too, uh, you went to your friend's girlfriend's birthday. Yes. That's that's not direct enough for me to get on a pedal wagon and pay thirty dollars <laughs> to drink my own beverages. I could have did that in the car, like an adult. See, here's the thing. Alex. You're park car, I mind you, park. Not <laughs> no, not Alex. Alex is talking all this stuff about it. But if someone were to present the same thing to Alex, it, even one of his little work friends he used to been have. presented, been presented, declined. I've, I've I've turned down pedal wagons at least three times. Yeah, they do a victory lap through my neighborhood too. I give everybody a dirty look. And if I get invited, I'll say I'll meet you at the bar at the end. And then, then I don't go. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hit them with the let me know what bars you guys go to. And, yeah, I don't. I, don't go. <laughs> I thought I just thought, you know, what, fucking free Saturday. Why not? You, if you guys want to make me the villain in the story, you guys can make me the villain in the story. I had Kendrick, Lamar dropped, Kendrick Lamar dropped an album 26 hours before you got on that pedal wagon. He has listened uh, to that whole thing front to back and still thought maybe it was not, okay. 36 hours, I'm sorry, I think, maybe. What's the, what's the one song he has, uh, Worldwide Steppers, when he talks about um, how he fucked white women? I, that's how I felt the entire time. Let's introduce the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, it, is that a Pepsi? Uh, no, Nigga, sun, you were not still kiss, drinking purple Sunkiss. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> You went to a oh, <laughs> that's not some shit. That's this is exactly around. what they want from you. <laughs> that's, that's not some shit that's just laying around. Evan, if I had, I can drink things that are actually poison. I could not drink half of that without actually throwing up everywhere. <laughs> that is disturbingly sweet. I went. I just went up to the store and thought I'd grab a snack real quick. And I happened to see him. It's like you know, fuck it, just Sunday. Let's indulge. Oh my god! I would rather drink. If you gave me a cup of sweet baby rays, that would be less <laughs> sweet than. You were such a disappointment this week. <laughs> you are just an utter disgrace right now to your ancestors, to your family, everybody. I don't. What is wrong with you? That's wild. You that introduce the podcast. I lost track. I don't even know what the name of this podcast is anymore. <laughs> All right. This is the No Relation Podcast. Uh. Satisfaction. I could stay 
wish I could stay. Chirping, already got you working, working, head and shoulders going crazy. Hard to make me wanna take it easy. You deserve the best. I want you to remember it's incredible, incredible. See, this was never meant to be what it feels like. This ain't your real life, and I'm not real. As much as I hope one day things could still work, we both know. not saying the numbers anymore right no i did you post the last one without a number and it looked good i was proud all right uh this is alex this is joe signing on salutations this is evan all right let's get it let's uh let's start let's start here let's shift kendrick lamar kendrick lamar dropped his album uh it's out it dropped evan is still electing to be a coon (laughs) for some reason after listening to just this this very uh, artistic uh, representation that was dropped. Before we get into our thoughts, how have people around you reacted to this album so far? Because I have no friends that have. Uh, I haven't had a conversation about this yet. I feel so like I'm. Like, I feel like every single time I brought it up, I have to keep reminding myself to stop scaring these hoes away. So, <laughs> um, I was actually kind of shocked. I introduced. I uh, I told my uh, my girlfriend about it, and she actually said that it was really good and i was really shocked because i thought she was going to say something about it being really boring i wouldn't have even that's too big of a test in a relationship for me i would have never brought that up to my girl if she didn't listen to it i didn't even listen to it well she she listened to the heart she listened to the heart and thought it was boring and then um uh, yeah and i was like (laughs) i I was i was i was like kind of rubbing my forehead with that one um and then uh I forgot how we got put on. I, I think because I was just bringing up so much about the album, she like listened to a couple songs on it. I was like, yeah, you know, Summer Walker's on it, or you know, there's a couple songs that people have liked. And she she was like, this is actually really good, and I was I was pleasantly surprised. You sure that, she's I not lying? Because the Summer Walker song was the worst song I think I've heard by Kendrick Lamar. Maybe she didn't. She didn't even mention that. She mentioned uh, N95, and she mentioned. Uh, uh, Rich Spirit, which are two popular songs, but which actually get into all this. But uh, first of all, like first first impression when uh, it came out, I remember I, it was downloading and I was looking at the features and I was like, okay, <laughs> that was the first <laughs> kick in the teeth because like the whole album is is you know whatever whatever my expectations were, this nigga did completely the opposite of it, and uh, the first thing like the the initial thing was like, okay, so we got Summer Walker and Kodak. Those are the first features I'm seeing. And Ghostface, I was like, "All right, this is this is gonna be some shit." The but other one though, Tiana, uh, what's her name? Taylor, oh, and, uh, Taylor Page, or something like yeah. that. Never heard any of her music before, so shout yeah. out to her. Um, yeah, fucking Blast was on this. I was, I was, I was confused. I was like, confused Baby Keem was the only yeah. feature that I was expecting. 
Also, now that now that uh, it's been out for a little bit and I'm kind of seeing what's getting popular just through social media and shit, all of my least favorite songs are the most popular songs, which I think is a good sign, actually. Does not like what, rich, what are, uh, does not like Rich Spirit? No, I like Rich Spirit, but, you know, it's, you know. It's N95 like, was okay to me, um, but it's probably the most popular one off the album. Exactly, and N95, I just don't really fuck with the beat, so that's that's it. The sense yeah, just feel a little corny to me, but that's it. That was that was my gripe with it too. I didn't like the beat, and I didn't. I like when Kendrick's like preachy and stuff like that, but I don't like when it's direct. And I, and I feel like the yeah. N95 was very. Uh, direct, my gripe was that was from his verse from that was from a vent uh, uh, vent leak. Uh, it's like the la- vent is the last song. It's on Baby Keem's album. But there was a leak event that came out probably close to over a year ago, and it had a whole Kendrick verse on it, which was that verse. So, hey, that's all right. So that's another thing we need to talk about. Evan, how much has sleep have you gotten in between the heart <laughs> dropping and then the album dropping? And how much sleep have you gotten since the album dropped? Because uh, me and Joe, we both like Kendrick Lamar. I think he's probably the best rapper ever. Evan, you have a saddle on that young man's Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a, I'm not shaming you for it. I understand it, but (laughs) I would just like to hear from you about how your week went between the time the heart came out and his, uh, in his album. In my defense, I don't really, I have a job where I don't really have to sleep. I don't really sleep much for it to begin with. So, um, half the time I'm awake throughout the night and I have nothing to do except for look up dumb shit, including Kendrick Lamar's um, uh, stuff. So, yeah. So what you just said, never heard that in my life. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, that, that, that was that's what you, you alluded to scaring the hose away. I'm scared. So that, that, <laughs> you're off to a great start. <laughs> no, I but I knew I knew about that before because that that leak came out a long time ago. I put it in the group chat uh, when it first came out. No one said anything. I, I, never, could, I never listen to leaks. I, that's a, like a rule of mine. I never listen to leaks. But you also probably said that at a smooth three forty-five in the morning. So yeah, also, also that. Yeah, I lived that leak for a long time. I normally don't listen to leaks myself, but that one it was it was too hard not for me to listen to it. Uh, All right. So again, let's go back to how much sleep have you gotten this past week? Uh, the night it came out, I didn't get any sleep. No. <laughs> you were yeah. So I. It was, it came out at six o'clock my time midnight y'all's time. I had work um, at three a.m. Evan was sending text me- very specific text messages about that well after I went to bed, <laughs> so I was confused because like all right it's ten forty five in Hawaii. Um, Evan still I, you know what I'm not gonna lie I went to the bar that night I was out until one in the morning that that Thursday evening and um, I was I was leaving the bar and was still receiving texts from Evan which was just flat out confusing. Um, so how I actually listened to the album, um, I actually decided to just go ahead and go for a night drive. Um, so I drove around the, the highways in Dayton, um, which takes roughly about an hour to go completely around, um, and then made it back home and just like listened to the rest of it in my car. And didn't you have work in like 22 minutes after doing that? I had work in roughly an hour and 45 minutes after I got back. Yes. Got about huh. 38 so- minutes of shut eye and, um, went to work. <laughs> This is incredible. I bet the album was still playing while you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I, I I listened to it. I waited till twelve. I listened to it. I like was falling the fuck asleep. But uh, when I when you cry, what uh, was it? When we cry, we, uh, uh, we cry together. 
Oh yeah, we cry together. We cry together came on and it woke me the fuck up. Because <laughs> I was nodding out, and then that song came on. I was like, oh shit. See, I actually, <laughs> like this. I think a lot of people actually. I think that's been one of like more popular songs. Like what Joe was saying. Actually, I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Sonically, we'll we'll get to it in a second. But I I pretty much fell asleep. I listened to it again in my car going to work because I live in New York, uh, and it takes me about anywhere between thirty minutes to an hour and 45 minutes to get to work. Uh, And it took about the length of uh, the album to spend to get to work that day. So that was perfect. Also, I I mean, when you heard heard that song, you probably saw it was just going some noise going on outside your car. I thought the neighbors were fighting for a second. I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Well, let's, let's talk about, like, this album beat the goddamn shit out of me. Because yeah. the opening song is exactly what I was expecting. So I was like, all right, he set the tone. It's going to be this type of album. And then N95 came out, and I was hey, like... Hey, wait, wait, wait. Before we pass the first song, did you guys also get chills when he said it's been, like, what, uh, 1,255 days? Yeah. Uh, I've just been chilling. You guys should be afraid. Did you guys... Did I got chills. I was like, that's, right. that's what I was hoping he would say. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, no, I was like, I was like trying to do, I put my headphones on. I was trying to do housework. I was like washing dishes and doing laundry and like sweeping. I sat down right away. <laughs> yeah. I heard that bar and was like, this is a, this is something I'm going to have to go ahead and take a seat for. Um, but then N95 came on and I was like, I w- could never have expected that to be the second song. And then Worldwide Steppers came on and I was like, I don't know what the goddamn hell is going on. And yeah, by the time we got to Recry Together, followed by Purple Hearts, I was like, I okay. So I, whatever the second half of this album is, I'm, I'm going to need to be seated and staring at a wall for because I have gotten my absolute ass beat as far as like thinking that I knew what was going on and then I absolutely didn't. That album introduced a feeling to me that I haven't really felt before. I was driving around. First of all, I was almost in shock because I'm like, I might actually listen to a Kendrick Lamar album again. Like, for the first yeah. time in five years, I don't... Because I remember where I was at when I first listened to Damn. It was... And, like, I remember the first time I heard it, first, like, full... At, at the end of it, I'm thinking, like, this is a solid album, very good. A lot of, like, kind of, like, bangers, too, because like, it's a pop album. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't... I was impressed. But it wasn't just, like, think... I'm, like, overthinking, like, the my entire world of music and taste of music is, like, you know, different. I'm just like, damn. Very, very good album. This one, I don't know how I felt. I was literally, I felt like an old head had hit me in the back of it, in the back of the neck. Like, that's how I felt. Like, I'm getting my ass kicked throughout this entire album. The first time, so we're just talking about, like, this, like the first spin around. Yeah. Yeah. The first spin around, I, would, I, I, was, I was actually very tired. But uh, I remember listening to it, and I was just like, uh, I didn't know what to think. Because I, I was like, I, I was like, I didn't think it was bad, but I was also like, at the same time, I was like, I don't know what songs I'd even listen to straight up off of that album. I definitely had that feeling too. See, that's I how I, cause I, normally you finish an album, you go back, you're like, all right, there was like three songs off top. I know I love. I'm going back to those right away. When I finished that, I was like, I don't know. The, <laughs> yeah, only, the only, only song I, I knew I had to go straight back to was uh, Mother Eye Sober. That that was only. Yeah, I'm well. I'm we'll avoiding that like the it, goddamn we'll, plague right now. <laughs> I think there's a couple points we'll get to in a second too. But I, I I remember just like after the first spin, like the first half, I was like, all right, whatever. Like I was like, because I looked at it, I wasn't, I honestly wasn't too impressed by the first like the first half album mm-hmm. part. The second part kind of 
kind of saved it like a motherfucker for me after the first listen, after the first listen, because I, I, I wasn't too impressed, but I remember thinking after I kind of wrapped it all up together, I was like, that was just really beautiful. Like I was just like, it was just a beautifully just, just created album. Like with the, with the beats that he had, the, the flows that he chose, the little bit of features that he did have. Like I was just like sonically, it was a really good listen. And that's that's what I kind of took away from it. After the first listen. That's just after the first listen. How many times have you listened to it so far? At least seven. I, I'm going to be honest. I've only listened to it front to back two, maybe three times. I keep like, you know, it's I throw it out in the car. And when you're driving in Hawaii, there's no, you don't drive okay, for more so- than half an hour at a time. Well, yeah, I'm on the subway and stuff, and I also drive yeah. a little bit, so I, I've like spun it back a couple times. Uh, Joe, let's guess how many times Evans listened to it. I think that's just a math problem. How much time has passed since it dropped, and you know, how, <laughs> what time is it right now? <laughs> just divide so, that. <laughs> so, all right, so you did three. I did about about seven. I'm gonna go with uh, Evan for thirteen. I I'd probably yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say probably I'm gonna go with the under. I'll say a dozen. I'd say probably about eight or nine. Hmm. Like full listens, I'd probably say close to like eight or nine. Because like, the thing is, like it's it's like an hour and thirteen minutes long. Like it's hard for me to like actually have like an hour blocked off and actually like listen to something like front to back. So like I normally like start it and then like have to like pick it up somewhere or like start it or like I I start at one song and I start listening through it straight through or something like that. So. All okay. right. Before we get into the minutia or whatever else y'all want to talk about. Um, where does this sit for y'all as far as his cattle? I know it's way too early to say this, but I think I after listening to this front to back, and especially after the second time I heard it, I was like, I'm surprised I didn't see this coming more because Good Kid, well, Section Eighty put him on the map. Good Kid was a elite rap album. To Pimp a Butterfly, he was like, I'm gonna make the best art and music that anyone's ever made. Damn, he was like, y'all niggas forgot that I can make bops too. And this is like, I have nothing left to prove. I'm just going to make whatever the fuck I want to make. And I'm surprised I didn't see that coming now. You know what I mean? I kind of, I could kind of see it coming just because like he already made his pop album. And we all know like if he cared about like what other people kind of thought about as far as like, oh, I want sales or I want, you know, acclaim. He, he would have been on Instagram for the past like, you know, year. Like he, yeah, his way exactly. of teasing this was putting out a letter on a website like, six months ago like like no one really saw what was going to happen no one really knew what was going like we got teased through a feature in a letter on a website and like a couple like leaks from uh photographs for for his music video that's the only reason why we knew maybe some uh, like music was going to come and that leak for that music video that came out like a year ago if i'm not mistaken yeah it was a while ago which is crazy because that song kind of sums up covid and that shit only ended like a month ago so i don't really understand how that happened wait the music video came out a year ago the the shots no, someone, he did of the music video uh they were doing that a year ago yeah someone uh, like what happened to be on the beach that he shot that thing where it was suspended above the ocean so somebody like posted that and that like made its rounds yeah, oh yeah i kind of remember that everybody yeah. was just like nigga it's just kendrick he's probably just chilling who gives a shit <laughs> So they the same thing over ha- the ocean, like, oh yeah, we we knew that. <laughs> yeah. Also, we was at like a, in a phone booth and so, or some shit, and he was like, Which I, that know, doesn't surprise like, me. Either. A phone call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably how he talks to his people. Like, yeah. Um, uh, 
for me, it's weird. Uh, I don't know. This is going to come off weird. This album made me really like Damn a little bit more. I don't know if that's weird. This album made me want to go back and listen to Pimper Butterfly. And I mean, to answer Joe's question, I think it almost ranks third. I don't. I I, I hate like being that person. It's just like oh, like let's rank the albums like, like kind of like uh like after it comes out. But I think what this has also kind of done is like I, I think it gave some people time to reflect. Um, a lot of people are like putting to Pimper Butterfly either one or two in his uh discography now over Damn. When I think Damn first came out, everyone was saying like this is definitely like Kendrick's best album. But like, it, this is this I still is like Good Kid more than Damn. Good Damn is probably fourth in his discography to me. Maybe I agree after Section Eighty. I like Damn for the uh, narrations he has in it, or the skits he has in it. That's why I like Damn a little bit more. Yeah, the the intro for Damn is hard as shit, and the closer, yeah. like intro and outro wise, Damn is as good as any Kendrick album. I mean, actually, the outro for Good Kid is one of his worst songs, in my opinion. Really? Real, actually, I actually like real. It took. It, I didn't. Well, like it real is a good song, but I just can't get over how lazy the hook is. But that's just me being overcritical. I um, th- and that's but that's the reason why you guys are saying like uh, how you guys like this like the, the stuff like that. That's why I like to pimp a butterfly. He has a whole poem that he completes at the end of the album. Like, D, you can't. That's it's just that <laughs> that album is not. It's not even worth discussing. It's. <laughs> I but for me, it's like I rank albums as far as like. What was the artist trying to do, and how well did they execute it? I remember Thug, right before So Much Fun came out, was being interviewed on whatever the fuck, and he was just like, there is no rhyme or reason to any of these songs. I literally just wanted to make the most fun music I possibly could. And that's why I was like, you know, he doesn't rap like these other people. That's because Thug is making fun music. That's all he's ever been trying to do, and he's very good at that. So don't yeah. compare him to other shit that's not doing the same it's thing. It's like, a, like, like six, nine. six Nine said in an interview one time how he feels really bad for people like Kendrick Lamar and like J. Cole because like they have to try and like they have to like do all this stuff to like make good music. Like <laughs> that's yeah, but that's like a fair point. Like some niggas just get in there and want to just fucking enjoy themselves. But that I also think like obviously y'all know, like that's the theme of this album is like, yo, I know I'm the nicest, but I'm not the savior. Like I'm not the, you know, that's that was like the point he was trying to make is like, I'm not going to be the savior. And, uh, it makes it like, it reminded me of when Danny Brown dropped his most recent album. Fucking Danny always has super conceptual, super deep, super dark albums. And his past album was just like light and whimsical because he's like, nigga, I I already did that. Like I proved what I can prove. I'm just going to make the album I want to make now. And I feel like that's what this is. So even though there's very deep moments, very deep songs, very dark subjects discovered or like, uh, whatever gone over, he also had hella songs that were just like, nah, nigga, just enjoy this. You know what I mean? And that's the point of the album. Like, we, we can get into that um, as we like, if we if we want to get more tuned, like, I guess, like the whole like front to back ends of the album. But like, that's the whole point and concept of this album once you get to the end. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The, I If we're going to talk about points and concepts of the album, uh, the point and concept of the album to me was that black niggas need to get in some therapy. That was... <laughs> That was that was the general gist that I got Absolutely. throughout the whole album. Because the album to me was like a conceptualization of like where he's been the past. Like it, it looks like he started talking about like because he referred to like seven years ago and like seven years of tour. So it's he's like taking you back to like probably like around the time when like probably around the time he finished it to, to, to Pimp a Butterfly tour and like where he's at now. And I think like. 
just like the dealing with trauma and stuff like that. Like he, he kind of addressed that. And then he talked about how he had writer's block for two years. So that's half yeah. the reason why we didn't get any music from him because that nigga just couldn't think of anything. Yeah. And that makes perfect sense to me. Like, could you imagine writing a bunch of just beautifully artistic ass like music and then niggas are like, all right, now what? Like, no, nigga, I can't think of <laughs> shit. You guys just got the best shit of your life. What the fuck do you mean? Yo, that's like, always been my biggest gripe with every major artist is like this literally the day after they drop an album, like all these like articles and things come out like, oh, and this is his next music. Like, nigga, it just it just came out. Like, give it a minute. And that's why, yeah. like I said, I never have been. Like, I always want Kendrick to drop music. But I ever since Good Kid and To Pimp a Butterfly were out, it's like this nigga can stop. He's done. I'm good. This is going to last me the rest of my life. This music, it's that good. So everything he's dropped from that point on is a bonus to me. You know what I mean? And that's why, like, it's been five years. It felt like a really long time. Like Evan said, when I was first listening to it, I remember thinking, like, I can't believe I'm listening to Kendrick again. But at the same time, I'm not chasing this nigga down for new music because I'm good on it. You know what as, I mean? Like this shit's that good. It's all classic. It was like as stressed as I was because like I remember I would like look at different stuff and like I see tweets every so often saying it's been like 800 days since Kendrick has dropped the last album. It's been like a thousand days since Kendrick has dropped his last album. And I was just thinking to myself like his last album was damn and the album before that was To Pimp a Butterfly. Like (laughs) if those were any other person's two albums, they would be considered like, you know, like, like next to like Pac and Biggie. Like bear in mind, bear in mind. What a Pulitzer Prize for damn. <laughs> you think yeah. I would drop an album two years later after a Pulitzer Prize? Yeah, you know, but for real though, uh, rap is the only genre where that happens. If you drop a class, all right, perfect, perfect example, Tame Impala. When Tame Impala dropped Currents, that nigga didn't release a song for six years because he didn't have to and nobody asked him to. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just like, for some reason, hip hop, it's like very production based. Like, just everybody thinks you got to drop something every year. But, like, when you drop a classic in any other genre, everybody's like, yeah, no, nah, you can tour off this shit for seven years and we're chilling. That we're good. Motherfucker, like, Tame Impala was still headlining festivals. hadn't dropped an album in, in six years. They like, it, and also, like, what I really like about this album is I feel like if he wants to, like, get really theatrical with it on tour, like, his tour can be something really special. Oh, he yeah. dropped the perfect album to tour off of. Because there's yeah. like, it's 18 songs and 10 of them will probably play so well in a fucking arena. Are you serious? Yeah. And that's like, and then obviously he's got a whole discography to go back to, but he's got 10 brand new, at least if I go through the track list, there's at least 10 songs that he could just fucking really let it rock at. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So what's y'all's, all right, what are, what are y'all going back to the most? What's y'all's favorite song so far? Rich, I'm sure it's gonna change for me. Rich Spirit has been kind of one I just kind of go back to just uh just because like I just like I like it. I just like it's like a it's a simple song to me for uh, for Kendrick. He, can, he talks about what he needs to talk about, but it's also just like you know it's a good flow. I can bop to it a little bit, you know. Um, I try not to go back to Mother I Sober, but like honestly, that's that song hits me as hard as it it hits it hits whenever I hear like um uh what's the song uh, uh Dying yeah. Thirst um. Oh. You, um, the, he does this on almost every single album. He did it with like fear and feel last, uh, with the last album. Um, uh, you on, uh, to pimp butterfly, um, sing about me dying of thirst. Like this mother, I sober. I, I, I told you I was driving a car. I had to stop my car for a second. That one hit hard. <laughs> that one, yeah, that one, I yeah, don't know how I you're did. operating a vehicle when that hit, when you heard that the first time. 
that one with that one i was like laying in bed and i was like I, I had to like kind of blink a few times and be like, right, I think I think I am feeling something. Like I, think, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with me, but I'm feeling something, and I just I can't really. I need to. I need just like I was holding myself. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't handle the emotion that was like running across my body. That that song made me actually. The next day, I actually reached out to uh, see if I can schedule an appointment with my childhood therapist. Like that, that that song, I, it hit very very hard. <laughs> Uh, is there any other songs that you, you're running back to? Yeah. Oh, no, thanks. Oh. I didn't know if you were done. Uh, I mean, I'm, I have the whole album kind of like on repeat right now. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm not even really at a point where I'm picking shit out yet, but um, yeah, I have some favorites. It's like, yours, the, Alex? it's like the thing is when I'm I start sorry. playing an album, like it just like I, I end up just like, it's almost the same with To Pippa Butterfly where I start at one point and now I end up playing the rest oh. of the album. Well, this one's weird because they're not like coinciding with each other, like how like Good Kid, Mad City, or To Pimp a Butterfly kind of does yeah. this. But it has like the same kind of effect where like I start listening to one, I'm like, all right, I gotta listen to the whole album. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's I'll, I'll definitely pick out songs and then I'll just let it run because I'm like, all right, well, let's <laughs> just keep yeah. going. Weirdly uh, enough, oh, wait, go ahead. Yeah, so oh, you can go ahead. I was just gonna say what my favorites were. I was just gonna say, weirdly enough, I, I he had said for uh for damn. The album is supposed to be played in reverse. I've, for some reason, I feel like this one should be played in reverse. I feel like this one could be thrown on shuffle, dead ass. I mean, <laughs> it can. I, yeah, like, and not to say that you should ever do that for an album. Obviously, the song order is a song order. He did that shit on purpose. And there's a couple of songs that have interludes before him that go together. But at the same time, like, this is definitely less chronological than any Kendrick album has been. Yeah. So. So my uh my my biggest ones right now uh, Die Hard is a uh, is one of my standouts. Uh, I kind of like Count Me Out and Crown. Those are like kind of like a those are like my two like kind of like B B selections. Uh, the one with Kodak Black on it is probably one of my favorites though. Thank you. <laughs> so, that Silent Hill one is it's it's very yo it's very all right. Me. The way Kendrick utilized Kodak blew me the fuck away and i hope he steals them from his label and gets them to do that shit yeah <laughs> kodak is one of the most interesting people in music and the fact that kendrick saw that and then put him on his album in this way jesus christ yeah the, the like he legit saw the like the voice of kodak and was like that's perfect and he like threw him on a song but then used him for fucking narrations and it was yeah. fucking beautiful how he did that and uh, oh, my fifth uh, consolation one was Rich Spirit, just for the 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 verse, uh, "Bitch, I'm attractive." But, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I, I think that's actually the best hook I think I've heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely uh, have been I've been spinning a, I mean I, I'm a I'm a sucker for intros. Like I think. You know, if I was an A and R or fucking worked in music in any way, I'd, I'd, uh, my biggest thing is always like, if you want your album to fucking hit, hit, you got to kill the intro and kill the outro, um, kill the first song, kill the last song. So I've been listening to United in Grief a lot, well, just that's... because it sets the table. It's like vintage. It feels like to Pimp a Butterfly a little bit. Well, I, I don't know if you know this about um, like Top Dog, but their their big thing is like your intro has to be like a very hard punch to the face, like. Correct. And that's why, like, Schoolboy Q. It always should be. Schoolboy Q has the hardest intro to almost every single one of his albums. And it, I think they make, they make it a point to do that. Like, and Kendrick. No, Kendrick they do has, that with all their artists. Kendrick has, has done that too, because Wesley's theory, 
That to me is actually one of the best intros I've ever heard. What a slap in the face! <laughs> yeah. yeah, every nigga's a star. Yo, nigga, uh, Shireen? <laughs> Seriously, you want to go all the way through it? Shireen, Shireen should be in the middle of an album. That's yeah. That is a middle of the album. <laughs> that is a that is a middle of the album. Actually, touching, t- just touching on Schoolboy Q real quick. Torch is actually one of the hardest intros I've ever heard too. <laughs> Yeah, no, though that that's why I fuck with his, uh now that his last this is his last album with TDE, even though I don't really know any of the up and coming artists they have signed, I'm always gonna go back and listen to them just because I trust them as a label. Yeah, they actually yeah, so anyway. signed a few. Um, I actually really like the song Mr. Morale. I, I I know it's like, you know, it's it's kinda got an interlude feel because it doesn't have a verse. It's just him saying, you know, you can't please everybody, but I f- really fuck with that song. I like I like that song a lot too. And that's why I, I like I like that's why I like Crown a lot too. I yeah. like the I just like what was in Crown. Yeah, exactly. I um, like I like how this album essentially the whole gist of it is just like you guys have been kinda going to me to be like this whole like, you know, like almost like I, I think they I think they're like he's trying to like sum up the fact that like people have been going to him as like almost like a, a savior or like almost like a safety thing or like a almost as if he's their therapist and now save that for a second save that for a second Joe Joe, Joe finishes <laughs> yeah all right yeah no I'll finish out by savior I really fuck with savior I like Keem's oh, contribution on savior um, I think and like the fact that it's like a two part song I really fuck with um, and then consolation is uh, Auntie Diaries because um, I think he's just covering shit that needs to be covered in that. I and also, like uh, I don't know if y'all follow, like, the gay community, but uh, I, I had, like, there's, like, one dude I follow on Twitter that's a gay dude from high school, and he was riding for gay. He was lighting motherfuckers up that were, like, saying, like, he shouldn't have said that. It's yeah. like, bitch, you're not gay. Stop talking for me. I love that song. Get the fuck out of here. The thing is, too, about that song, if you're hating on it, you clearly didn't listen to the album. Nigga, listen. Just listen. You don't even fuck the album. Listen to the song, front to back. What What point was he trying to make? Y'all are fucking weird. It's that no. Oh, yeah. In the beginning of the album, he literally talks about how not being he's he's not being able to be canceled, and then yeah. he also does this at the in the in the middle of the album. And also, the song again, it's art, it's interpretive. You, I I I, it, I can run circles I, around this entire topic, but I just I just didn't like the song. I just <laughs> <laughs> I straight up, I'll be honest, I straight up just didn't like it. I was like, I just didn't like the song. I was like, it's not the fact that he said f bombs, f bombs, f bombs. Like I didn't. That's whatever. It's just I didn't like his flow. I didn't like that at all. I was like, you, you know what I liked it. about it? I think I liked the most about it is that I one hundred percent think it's kind of a shot at Macklemore. Really? <laughs> he, I, did, did he use the same white woman for the hook? Seriously. <laughs> I didn't think about that. The Macklemore's, <laughs> what song was that? What song was that? Same Love. And it was, I think he used like the, the same When I was like nine-year-old, I, I thought I was gay or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you remember, that that song went all over the place because he had like just a cute little fucking gay anthem. But I think Kendrick was like, nigga, I can do that so much better hey, than you. Hey, real quick. You know, everyone's been talking about how like, you know, Kendrick is, like, this is like Kendrick's first album in five years and like yada yada. When was, when was Macklemore's last album? Oh, he's done. Yeah, I think he gave up. I think he's a car salesman or something. Or he did so well off his one album that now he just actually is riding around on a moped in Seattle having the time of his life. I don't know. He's doing something. He was on, like, America's Got Talent recently or some shit like that. I don't he's know. Dancing with the stars. <laughs> no, it was, he was, like, an American Idol as, like, a judge or some shit. I forgot what it was. Maybe he's you know what? Bless that young man on his journey, but I'll never forgive him, even though it's not his fault. 
I'll never forgive that year, couple year period where I had to actually sit there and listen to people tell me that his album was better than Good Kid. I, I don't. That was a dark time in my life. Wasn't even fucking close. J. Cole even had a more of an argument to win that than Macklemore. Yeah, it, whatever. We, we can. That's a that's a different subject for a different story. All right. What what did you want to get into, Alex? So. We, I feel like everybody has like their own perspective of what they think this album encompasses. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys want to go over it, what you guys think. I kind of already said mine. You want to reiterate? Yeah, go to mine therapy, was nigga. Just, yeah, that's what, <laughs> bro. It was like talking about like how like everybody has these traumas, and uh, that was also going to be kind of my hot take for this whole album. The heart part five was better than all the songs I thought on the album. And that usually doesn't happen, but I think the heart part five this time, in my opinion, I think was better than most of the songs that were on this album. I don't know. Okay. I I don't know if I agree with that, but what you said at the end, I agree with. If you put the heart part five just on this album, I think it'd be a top five, top three song probably. I don't know if it's the best, but yeah, it would be. Yeah. Well, it'd be better than most of this. Well, with the other hearts, you kind of forget about them after the album drops. This one, I was kind of like. That shit was so hard. Like I was like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like the beat and everything. That shit was just so hard. Like I, I mean, but I, I think the the whole album itself is just like black men, especially go through all these traumas, and then you look up to these people uh, because you believe that this this is what you're supposed to be like. No, nigga, like you're supposed to like figure out who you yeah. are out, and then realize that the shit that you've gone through in life isn't like whatever everybody else has gone through so maybe you should sort that shit out because it's all trauma botting and that's like the we cry together shit yeah like that's why he made that song it's it's not to like uh like you know glorify that shit at all it's about the fact that that shit's like disgusting you shouldn't (laughs) that that shouldn't be something that like you tolerate that's like a huge like red flag and that should be addressed no actually i hate all the girls have been saying like oh my god like we cry together is actually probably like the best song i've heard like you are toxic (laughs) That shit was sad. It was a sad song. It, it was, was a very sad. sad song. And then like uh the mother I sober, that shit <laughs> that shit if that shit didn't at least make you want to like go on a psychology today and look for a couple therapists, then I don't know what will. Like, that song I, started out with about how men most men have probably been touched in a sexual way, um, like uh, unintent like uh, as a child. <laughs> like <laughs> And then and then he also goes we'll talk about <laughs> and he just goes through like I went through this grief sober too. I don't know how I did it. And I was like, all right, well there 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 that that that's that's when I was like, all right, you got my uh you got my attention, buddy. <laughs> have you uh have you guys yet listened to United and Grief then after that listen to Mother I Sober because they tie in together? No. I'm not there. Go like I said, I've only listened to it front to back two, three times. I'm sure Go I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. I'll be hitting you guys up three months from now. Just be like, wait, nigga. So if you, yeah, but um, no, to build off what Alex said, because, uh, well, the, the point I, the, I said it earlier, this album was about, was like Kendrick saying, nigga, I'm not the savior. And I think like we're, we're kind of making the same point. Like Kendrick is saying like, I'm not like, I feel like people have put him on this pedestal and this album was saying like, yo, like I know I got this shit, but at the same time, like y'all got to figure your own. I'm not going to be the one that figures all this out for y'all. I'm not going to be the one that changes the world flat out on my own. Like, nigga, this is on us. Like, you got to you gotta figure your own shit out. I'll help. I'll hold your hand. I'll give you some art. I'll give you some shit to help, you know, push you in the right direction. But nah, nigga, you got you to gotta do this shit on your own. I mean, um, I respect that message, and I think that's the only place he could go. For after, you know, with 
to Pimper Butterfly and Dan back to back, that's the only place he could have gone artistically is like, I'm not, you could either decide like, I'm Jesus, I'm dying on the cross for y'all, I'm going to figure all this shit out. He, no, he said, I took five years to heal myself, and then here's an album telling y'all like, I don't got the answers, dog, <laughs> but let's work on this shit because we all have these same traumas and you, we got to figure this shit out. I mean, that's, I feel like that is actually the whole gist of the album. Like, I mean, that. It, it almost like encompasses all of that. Like I sent that tweet, but that's like that's probably like the only like tweet I really have agreed with that I've like actually seen where like someone said like, all right, this is him taking like the whole like concept from like Good Kid, Mad City, into Pippa Butterfly and Damn, where like it's like a whole like kid that's like supposed to be like you know like savior and and everything. Put people put on a pedestal. People like go to him thinking it's like you know he's gonna like help me through like whatever I go through with like his music and whatnot. But in the end of the day, he's also a center who's also really bad and yada, yeah. yada. But at the end of the day, too, like, he's not the person that's going to help you. It's you. And, like, and I think that's also why at the end of um, at the end of uh, Mother I Sober, he talked, like, it's, uh, I think that's, I want to, I don't know if that's his wife or not, but it's just pretty much him say, or saying, like, you did it. Like, you, like, finally, like, kind of, like, 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 freed yeah. yourself of it. He broke the curse. He broke the generational curse. Yeah, and that's like the whole pro- like purpose of like the like the past three albums, and I think that was the whole point of this album. Yeah, I might I might get a therapist after this album, you guys. I think it's time. Yeah, th- that was actually my next question. So who? Uh, well, I don't think any of us are actively in therapy at the moment. Are we? Uh... I just I just told you guys. I just scheduled. I wasn't joking. I, I, I sought out my childhood therapist. I I am. Uh, when we had scheduled to see him 16, 18 weeks, which is perfect timing. That means I have just enough time to cancel. <laughs> Why are you going to heaven in like four months? Close time to have. Does so, he know what can happen in four months? Does <laughs> he know what happens in 24 hours? Jesus. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's probably uh, probably time to just talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I might go ahead and look. It, it's, is it sad that Kendrick Lamar is like, that's the reason why I'd go to therapy? Just... <laughs> so what made you seek out therapy? Oh, okay, Kendrick. <laughs> hey, Doc. I don't know if you've heard Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, but you're going to have a lot of people like me coming in, I think. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Uh, so, uh, what was your guys' least favorite songs? The one with Summer Walker and Ghostface Killer, which I was upset about because I was really hoping for uh, Ghostface to have a really good verse. I actually think Ghost saved it for me because I, I don't like, uh, I don't like when Kendrick sings. I've never been a, a fan of that, and I know he wants us to know that like that's in his bag, and like I can make R and B, hip hop, bops too. But that's you know that's just not what I'm asking for from him. That one. So yeah, I, I think that's low on my list. Purple Heart. Summer sounds amazing on it though. She I said, "Eat my ass," so I know it's real or some shit like that. I was like, "Okay, you know it's what?" It's like I don't want to hear <laughs> that on a Kendrick album. That's like that's another thing too. Like, <laughs> yeah, but you know what he's doing? Like, he, yeah, he has to get at least one like radio spin record. And TDE, that's another thing. TDE doesn't let you not have one radio bop, no matter what. The kind of the the um, to Pimple Butterfly was probably the closest to him not having like the you know single power but um no matter who they are you're always gonna have a whether it's schoolboy whether it's j-rock you're gonna have the tap outs you're gonna have the fucking um man of the years like that sort of shit like they tde does not let you not have a radio spot 
Nah, even to put Burvai King into an all right. All right just went around almost everywhere that year. Yeah. Surprise. Well, so did really I. Radio, so. But that's the thing. Kendrick said, all right, I'll give y'all I, but I'm not going to use it that way on the album. Yeah, you could tell he wanted that as his baby, and they, they kind of gave it away. Yeah. Uh, my least favorites were N95 and uh, Auntie Diaries, though. My least favorite is Mother I Sober, because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> there were some parts of Mother I Sober where I was like, all right, I don't know if he's talking to me directly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, I don't know if he's just been living in my bathroom for the past five years, but I need him to fucking stop. <laughs> so, wait, wait, Alex, where do you rent this album as far in uh, Kendrick's discography? Because I think I answered that for Joe. But. I don't want to. I don't want to do it because the first time I listened to, to "Pimp a Butterfly," I was like, "This is some mid." And I remember the first time I listened to uh, "The Black and the Bear." I remember I hit up one of my friends and be like, "This isn't a good song, is it?" And she's like, "I don't think." It I is. didn't even. <laughs> I didn't even hear that song on the first time I listened to the Pimp a Butterfly. <laughs> That's how. Now, mind you, both times when I listened to Pimp a Butterfly, I was on my way to, uh, I think, Panama City Beach, Florida, um, for spring break. Yeah, so that's, I was not not, the, that's not the. <laughs> on the way to spring break? No. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in the right mindset at all for any of that Nigga was about to boo-blues your white claw in the secret to to you. (laughs) I didn't get you for years after I listened to to Oh, yeah, no, that that one took me a long time. Yeah, so, um, and then Damn, I was in Spain. I I, kind of was able to at least kind of see the beauty in Damn, but. Yeah, I was uh, in New Zealand for Damn. Damn wasn't wasn't too complex, though. I was just confused after yeah. Damn wasn't too this complex. This one was the first one where I could say I was like actually at home and able to kind of like sit down with it for a second. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm able to kind of like I, I like it a little bit more than those other albums because I was in a better mental state. But yeah. I, I don't I don't want to really rank it necessarily because if I was to rank it, I have recency bias, so I'd probably go like, yeah, it's number one. But I just listened to this shit. So, I don't know. Maybe like a few months I'd be able to be like, yeah, this is where it should probably lay. But I don't know. Because I think so- like just sonically, I think it's his best album. Just like a sonic listen with like the instruments, the beat. Are saying like overall wise? Overall wise, I think it's probably one of his better albums. It's 100% his most accessible album. 100% is most successful album. Because he covers I, way yeah. more shit on am this I, one. I'm not, that, I'm not saying that's number one. I'm just saying I think it's his best album. You know what I mean? Like, it, like you could say, like, what year do you think is LeBron's best year? That doesn't mean he won the championship that year. You know what I mean? It's just, like, that's, like, just the best. I think this is probably, like, all things considered, this is his best, best work. It's definitely, like it, it's the most, con- like, it's... The most consistently accessible. He doesn't stay on anything for too long. It's yeah. not just piano ballads and poetry like fucking uh, Mother I Sober and, and Auntie Diaries and uh, United in Grief. It's not just N95, you know, fucking fat synth bangers. It's not just Purple Hearts. It's not just R&B. Like, he covered everything. He's got a song with, like, a low-key song with Kodak. Like, uh, it, 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 
if you were to go through this album as not a Kendrick fan and listen to it front to back, you could come out with five or six songs, no matter who you are. So I, I definitely will give him that for this one. Again, I like I said, I let, I let my girlfriend, like, I didn't let her, but she listened to it. And she's usually the type that wants to, like, listen to, like, that, like, the party records and shit like that. Like, she wants to listen to, like, Thug and, like, uh, you know, turn up shit. She was even, like, yeah, it's just art. Like, this is really good. Like, it's a really good album. So, you know, take that for what it's like, I felt like Beyonce should have been on this. That's how, like, <laughs> <laughs> that's just how Yo, low key. it was. <laughs> Evan, what do you think? I mean... I don't think it's better than Pimp a Butterfly. Pimp a Butterfly to me was like, I feel like as far as music goes, there's nothing that can top that. Like, and I'm, I get as as what I was saying, like an overall thing. My thing with the Pimp a Butterfly is like that's like, there's like a certain level people can't get to to make that album, and that's why I can I I can't put this album above that, especially since like, there's not a song on there that I don't think is bad whereas on this album like i there's like a there's like maybe two or three songs where i'm like you know what i can skip this one like yeah all right i will give you that like this is probably but i think it's because of what what we were just talking about like uh it's going all over the place it's you know there's three or four songs of like a bunch of different genres of hip-hop and r&b so wait 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 so you guys are telling me you guys would listen to king kunta that much King Kunta is actually a good, really good song. I King Kunta, so in the context of the album, is good. But if I'm out and I hear King Kunta, I'm not happy. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Maybe that's why it was ruined for me. But I, I skipped the fuck out of that song. So <laughs> no, King um, Kunta in the, in the actual, the, the whole gist of that whole album is actually really. Every, that's all, that's another thing I like about Pet Butterfly. Everything is so placed to like such a T like it's yeah. such a context like a um like a it has to be chronological yeah like that album is like a is a what, what's the word it's a it's such a concept album to the point where yeah. like everything has a purpose for where it's at I think I heard King Kunta was it on 2k or something like that I think that's the reason why I don't like it you probably heard it out in a bar like <laughs> or that yeah yeah um though I have one last thing to say I don't know how long y'all want to stay on this but my, my last thing is like I think Kendrick is the best rapper of all time of changing cadence mid bar. I've never seen anything like it. I, I don't have any specific examples, but this nigga's ability to be like talking like this and then just like start screaming and then like start to sound somber and then sound angry and then sound animated and then sound low key all in one verse. Nigga, do you have any idea how goddamn hard that is? It's goddamn unbelievable. He is so good at it. So uh, it's like that, him that, and like, like me as a rap nerd. Like I still I liked it. Me as a rap nerd, he still gave us that in all of these songs where he's just like nigga, I can rap. Like just rapping wise, I can rap better than anybody. Because there's some people like get, that can rhyme words better. Maybe you know what I mean. If you want lyrical miracle ass shit, but I don't think anybody is better than Kendrick at controlling his cadence. Only rapper that I know can do that is like Nicki Minaj and like. Uh, JID, like those are the only two, the only two I can really think of off the top of my head. Like, I'd say maybe Andre three thousand. Andre three thousand, like he had more so of a cadence and flow that you can, that Kendrick kind of follows. But I don't know about changing his actual voice inflection, like the way Joe's talking yeah. about. That's what like his his control of his voice is like, unlike any other rapper I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Normally you pick a 
pick a cadence for a song and you stick with that and maybe you know you go from low key to yelling or something and that's pretty much it but this nigga had like in one verse he'll have fucking three different like very specific cadences and that is so fucking hard to do i don't know how he does that shit like that's why he has more control of his mother i sober for mother i sober for so many different reasons is almost one of kendrick's best songs yeah like the rap nerd to me is like literally listen to it's like this man has changed his flow almost seven times and we're not even halfway through this song. And on top of that, he's also telling a story. It I can't I we were scared the hose away too much on this podcast, but I could probably talk about that song in general for an hour. Listen, I don't know. Maybe next maybe next week we'll we'll talk about like, you know, like a like a vacation that we went on together or something. Yeah, so we'll do but relationship advice and yeah. <laughs> I know it's two weeks of just Kendrick heavy stuff, but I'm such a <laughs> Evan Evan probably knows exact what his location is right now. Um, He's in Ghana. And those little, yeah. those well, little white nerd podcasts like that talks about GPS these coordinates and everything. Those like uh, white nerd podcasts that talk about this album. Know, I, I can't wait for it. I personally think that Kendrick is probably the best rapper uh, ever. Like if, if it, I'm going to say all things considered, you're probably absolutely right. But whatever. Yeah, it, it, what it's like watching Tom Brady at this point. Like you have to kind of just accept it. Like, yeah, we're watching it. This is the yeah. greatest of all time. And when you think about it, like what rap is only like 40, 50 years old. Yeah. It's on it the way sense. out, too. It's on the way out. It, it it's makes peaking sense. right now. And then we're going to watch this slow decline and watch uh, EDM flip it. We're halfway there. There are is happening. Like yeah. you can go anytime you listen to techno music for long enough, you'll fuck around and catch one of these rappers on a feature on one of the EDM songs, Blows and they probably caught time. a bigger bag doing that than doing anything with anybody else. Correct. So, is he? Oh, put that away. <laughs> All right, we got any more Kendrick shit, or do you want to blast through these last few no. uh, topics we have? He drank that and his fucking connection got worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. Anybody that's made th- made it this far in the podcast, shout out to you. You're either a Kendrick nerd or you really like this show probably a little bit too much. <laughs> either. E- both of those are probably red flags. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We have three things on the topic list, and I think I wrote down all of them. Um uh, the, just to stay on music real quick, Thug, uh, Young Thug and Gunna and uh, pretty much everybody in the fucking YSL label um, all got uh, arrested and are being indicted on RICO charges right now. Um, I don't have anything to contribute because I have read very little into this, but I think Thug is going to be fine, and I'm basing that off of the couple of things I read because but you're you're an ex-fucking cop, Alex, so I'm sure you can say more about this than me. But um, as far as like the Rico shit goes, like everything that I read that was connected to Thug was like a fucking breach. So I think he'll be fine. Uh, off the little bit that I do know. I thought it was going. To, I thought it was federal because there was fifty six counts thrown at him, and I guess it's not. It's state. So yeah. since it's state, there's a pretty good chance of that shit getting dropped down, or them just getting on probation for some shit. So I don't know how you know Fulton County acts with all this shit. I assume that it's probably going to be end up being a little bit lighter because it's conspiracy. But mm-hmm. uh, if there was a federal RICO case, which is what happened with like Rowdy Rebel and. Takashi six nine, if if there's federal charges brought to you, that means that they've been watching you for quite some time. Like yeah. you're, if they bring up federal charges, that means your ass is going to jail and get your affairs in order. Uh, this, uh, we don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because uh, the feds don't move until 
it's done. It's like you, yeah. <laughs> like we literally have you on video 4K. You have all the and conversations leading up to it. Yeah. We have you. We have 47 crimes that is going to add up to 275 years for you. So yeah, yeah. So start singing, and we can reduce that to a little bit. But exactly. For, what, what this seems like to me is they wanted it to go federal, so they had 56 counts so that they could throw whatever at the wall to make it stick. They weren't able to make it go federal for whatever reason because they were pretty much just throwing in lyrics and shit from whatever they yeah. had. And they were like, we need actual hardcore evidence. You have that? And they're like, nah, but we got all this and that. And they were like, nah. So I listen to that shit, that. too. It's hard. Yeah. That's not <laughs> evidence, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But we can also find six other rappers that are capping about this shit. And they're yeah, talking exactly. about blowing off, of like, ten other guys. So, you know, it, it's it, it's whatever. Uh, uh, Gunna will be fine. That's my prediction. <laughs> Gunna's fine. <laughs> My prediction is Gunna will be fine. Maybe get a little like probation. Have to do some community service. Uh, Young Thug, I could see him maybe getting like a two year. That would be rough, man. Because I'm, I'm gonna come clean. Thug has been if I'm if I'm keeping it a buck. Thug has been in my top five rotation wise for a long time now. Probably since fucking end of high school. Solid artist, but it's kind of hard to beat conspiracy to be in like a in an organized crime ring when your name is Young Thug. <laughs> So I don't. He's gonna better. I don't. He tried to change his name to Jeffrey. God damn it! He Did tried he? and we didn't let him. And yes, Gunna is better. You could maybe say that's from Trinidad or some shit. Like you, <laughs> Young Thug. There's not a lot of mincing of words with Young Thug. Like I, when when they put your rap name on paperwork, it kind of makes things look a little shittier. He tried and to be Jeffrey, man. He said so. The, and then you're gonna have twelve. I'm assuming white people decide on your fate and your name is young thug it usually doesn't bode well to too much for those people but hey we'll see i don't know i'm not a lawyer i can't give any advice on it i can just see what i think is going to happen and i'm you know sometimes i'm right sometimes i'm wrong i think young thug's going to do a little bit of time I, young thug's one of my favorite artists but he should serve a couple at least like a week or two for that song or for, for that feature he had on the futures album but <laughs> that's another yeah uh yeah, so shout out to YSL, guys. I don't know. Uh-oh. Yeah. Evan, you got any takes for this? Uh, my connection went out. I don't even know what guys are talking about. I think Young he Thug. He that Welch's cherry or whatever <laughs> the fuck it was, and his shit is acting up like a motherfucker. <laughs> Do you well, see this, too? His head's Yeah, no. I don't know what's going on, but it's getting a little scary, to be honest. It looks like the ring. <laughs> I hope his connection's bad, or he's, he might be having a stroke. <laughs> I've never seen him move this slowly, but it's terrifying. I feel like you oh, never went to. Not, oh, oh, there it goes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I feel like I was looking at one of those Chuck E. Cheese, like, <laughs> fucking, like, <laughs> animatronic shits. As that shit breaks down. Yeah. Any, uh, Evan, any hot takes with this YSL shit? Uh, I think they all should go to, go to jail. I think. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think uh, they all did it, um, and I think they should get the maximum penalty possible. All right, perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever, whatever they did, they did it. Sure. I think they, they, I think the only things they really had charges on was for for weed possession and uh, maybe um, like I guess they rented a car involved in the murder. Um, yeah, it was like young thug. A was, halfway decent wasn't... lawyer can get that shit out of there so goddamn fast. I could again, probably make an argument against that. Again, it's it's a state it's in state court, so that one yeah. will probably get thrown out because that's a lot. But I think they did uh, it. If, I think they did it. I think they should have maximum penalty. I 
First of all, Gunna, honestly, I can't name a single song by him I actually like. That pushing P shit was hey. actually annoying as hell to me. Uh, Young Thug, he has some really good bops to me, but you know what? It's just it's whatever. <laughs> 42 years. Also, Gunna, Gunna uh, uh, dating Chloe Bailey. They're not dating. <laughs> that was yeah, an that, industry- is, that is set up by the label. Once yeah, a month, they go somewhere point. to take pictures. They're not dating. They haven't even done that since Valentine's Day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Chloe Bailey got one common underneath her pictures, and that was it. Yeah, the, the, they both had albums coming out at the same time. They knew what they were doing. Yes, for um, a feature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the only other things I wrote down this week were um, the trailer for Avatar 2 came out. Um, Avatar 2, one of the uh, worst um, aging movies I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> I loved that shit when it came out. When I was 13, bro, that shit was my favorite movie. Um, not a good watch now. Not a good watch. Thought um, it was but... ass then, think it's ass now. <laughs> Avatar 2 is coming out. It's five years in the making. I'm really hyped to see where they go with it. A real philosophical, uh, really major think movie. So, um, yeah. Some of the writing in that is so blazy, I can't even fucking make it up. (laughs) (laughs) In the first Avatar, I was watching it back, and they were were dicking up the trees for uh, the element called unobtainium. (laughs) What the fuck? We just let that shit happen. Unobtainium? I didn't didn't even know there was a trailer for Avatar 2. Nothing happens in it. It's literally just like those niggas flying around on their little things. They they didn't introduce anything. It's just that stupid little fairy music, and then um, then at the end, I think they maybe said two words. Yeah, the lore and then just for... Avatar 2 with the pa- 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 papyrus font. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it, like it, a, they're all swimming in water now, though. That's I think that's the thing. It's like the okay. sound of water, color of water, whatever. Yeah, color yeah, purple, well, water. Okay, well, that's Jurassic World 2 now. Like, it's the same, it's, it's the same movie. It's Transformers. It's all the same movie because, you know what? The lore for Avatar was the fact that they made this beautiful world that looked real. But now yeah. we're in 2022. It looks like a cartoon. Yeah, it looks like Dune, everything Dune else has been out. made. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it looks like everything else. Like it, like, like it, it's the, the lore to it is gone. That's why everybody liked 300 was because it was this like CGI miracle. But yeah. now it's like, oh, we can make that a filter. Like I can, Pretty I can sure just before. swipe. Yeah, I can right make Avatar on two on. I, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say I can make Avatar two on Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it would take an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, when Star Wars and Jurassic Park came out, people were scared because, like, you know, they're like, "Oh my god, this is the, the effects on this so incredibly weir- real." Now you're watching like, nigga, Yoda's a puppet. Like, I can make Yoda. Nigga, with Kendrick, my t- Kendrick was OJ Simpson one week ago. <laughs> <laughs> Think I give a fuck about what James Cameron's doing in this movie? Remember, oh, wow. remember when there was a documentary made on lightsabers and saying like, "Yeah, we probably won't be able to make a lightsaber for another thou- probably a thousand years because the technology just doesn't." There's a there's a seven year old kid that made one in his garage like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and, and like it, it doesn't fuck. No, none of this shit even matters anymore. The, yeah. I'm not watching Avatar 2. I didn't give a shit about Avatar 1. Ooh, I don't, my legs don't work, so I'm going to this world and I can walk and stuff. Fuck that dude, man. Loki, Loki, all that movie is is about bestiality, but we don't have to go into that. <laughs> Took the words right out of my goddamn mouth. If I wanted, and, to, uh, if I wanted to watch a man fucking alien, I'd go on a Reddit like a normal person. <laughs> Hey, now, now let's keep it a stack. What do we think is going to happen with Avatar 2? Nigga, the same man. thing that happened in Avatar 1. The, the same exact movie. same thing. Oh, they're back. But this time it's the water. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, this time, let me guess. Well, let me guess. There's going to be a plot involving the environment going bad. I'm going to mm-hmm. guess that. Uh, are, are they green this time instead of blue? No, they're just, it's the water, water stuff. They're, they're riding oh, seahorses bl- now oh. this time. They're going to be okay, fighting sorry. each other or something, probably. I don't know. What? Yeah. The fucking fantasy factory or whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> um, My guess oh, is they're going to fight each other. It's going to be a whole epic thing, and Zoe's Aldana busted down for what's his name. So. God, she was sexy. And I think that's why I like the movie Loki because the whole I think you catch a nip one and a half times in the like first a little movie, bit. And that's what that's what I was. <laughs> you, see, you see some cheeks. You definitely see some. Oh, is, cheeks. It, is it the same cast? Mm. Uh, I think so. Because whoever that white man was, he hasn't been in a goddamn thing since. That's because he was an awful actor. Did you watch that movie? <laughs> Fam, I'm telling you, I watched that like a year ago. I was like, I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> What's her name? She was in Fast and Furious as well, wasn't she? Who? The oh, one the one bitch that got killed in the helicopter? Yeah. No, oh, she's in yeah. everything. Anytime they need like a, 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 a butch pretty girl, that's she's she's in she's got that. Hey, also real Which quick, was also to- a not to touch back on Kendrick, but that whole like little like he was OJ thing, I could do that too on my phone. I thought that was actually a very lazy music video. <laughs> the Nipsey part was cute though. Yeah. Well, what were you saying? I'm so sorry. I cut you off. Actually, wait. I'm excited for this week. Is going to be fun for all the podcasts I listen to because I don't think I've ever been more entertained than listening to the Joe Budden podcast react to the Heart Part Five because. Um, just the the part of me that loves drama, I was like punching the window. <laughs> Those <laughs> niggas suck. <laughs> Joe said it, exactly yeah. how I felt, and his co-host made me want to fucking kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I only I don't even listen to that podcast anymore uh, because I feel like uh, once Rory and Ma left. Uh, it just kind of went downhill. What was what was funny to me is like, I can't stand those two. I can't stand those two I, stakes. Seriously, I can't. Say, I I like listening to Joe Budden every now and then. Like I, I get like he's probably like a shitty person and everything, but I, his his takes can kind of be kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Those two, holy fuck, dude! I <laughs> oncoming traffic. I look for it. <laughs> I look for it. I can't fucking stand it. Suck, they talk man. over everybody. Their takes fucking suck. Ugh, just. <laughs> Cool. The only other thing I have, and it's probably too late anyway, and I uh, pretty much don't have a take for this. I just thought it was interesting, was that um, Spain officially is uh, now offering women three days of menstrual leave per month. So when women are on their period in Spain, um, they don't have to come to work. You, all right. Uh, I lived in Spain. You don't even work in Spain to begin with, so it doesn't matter. It the, the reason I put that on the list and why I'm pointing it out is why – is our country not working towards shit like that? Like, what, well, all right, what, wait, why wait, the wait, fuck wait, are wait. we finding more efficient ways to work when we should just be trying to find ways to never work at all? Okay, Spain so- doesn't give a fuck and could clearly give a shit. I don't know how many times I was in Spain. It would be fucking, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning and I just see people drinking sangria, hanging out. It's like, you're 32 years old. Go to work. What are you doing? Still is happily with their parents, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I will say Spain's economy is awful. That the economy yeah. in Spain is is dog shit. Like uh, there is a, there's a lot there is a pretty big issue there. Uh, it didn't seem like they cared a whole lot. It didn't. They, everybody yeah, that, seemed like they were in a fantastic mood when I was there. I, that that was the other thing. Uh, everybody's really happy. They they still live at their parents. Uh, it's not a lot of rush to really move out. It seems like those niggas uh, do not leave until they're engaged. And even then, <laughs> even then, they're, they're, it's they're, just a space issue more than anything. <laughs> it's more or less which parent we're going to live with together. 
it, it, it's such an interesting country because work is not a priority. It's it it's not, like eleventh on the list of things they worry about every day. Like on a Tuesday afternoon, they just say, like, "Oh yeah, I uh, I guess I have a job today." <laughs> I don't know. Also, like if you go to college, like everybody's like, "Like yeah, that's great." None of those niggas go to college either. God bless them. I, I just wish we could be more like that. I don't know why the, this whole capitalism shit is cute. I like that I have air conditioning in my apartment and, uh, you know, I, I have linen sheets and shit. But um, I would trade all that shit off for less money and I could just drink sangria most days. And um, you I was going to say the trade off is they don't ha- they don't have washer dryers. Air conditioning is, a uh, you, you know, you flip a coin for that. Uh, those apartments like I, I had probably a nicer apartment in Madrid and that shit. Uh, was probably made in the 40s. <laughs> yeah, wait, I don't want to get too deep into this because it's already pretty late in the podcast, but um, having just an apartment as a person in your 20s in Europe is the the biggest flex that they've ever heard. People people are shocked when you're like, hey, you want to go back to my place? And they're like, what did you just say? <laughs> like, you have a you have a one-bedroom? Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Where you, yeah, they're like, your parents, you guys all say it. And it's like, no, it's just, it's just me. It's like, oh, I didn't know I was talking to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, though. Uh that's, that's across uh, the board too, London included. Like it's a uh, yeah, like no, only Europe like in general. Yeah, only like rich people in their twenties like don't live with their parents there. That's too. why people like go to Paris and they're like, oh, there's so much PDA. It's like, yeah, they have nowhere to go. <laughs> that's the same in I'd be it's the same in Madrid. On a park bench too. Like it's the same in Madrid. That was, also there was like a big thing. I guess like some of those countries had like dictatorships a long as time ago who like really discouraged PDA and would like give like jail sentences and stuff like that. So apparently like well, they let that shit fly now. That's for sure. Well, yeah. Well, that's what like a lot of like a, a lot of there, there was a story behind it, which like made it, but also another reason behind it is also they have no place else to fuck. So they, yeah. they will do it in the, in the, in the subway and nobody will really bat an eye. Nobody really, you don't even it's need really, to creep on it. It's just a, it's just a, you know, Oh, it's Thursday. Yeah. I guess the that first makes sense. few times you see it, it's kind of weird, but then it's like, all right, I've been here for three weeks. It's whatever. They're, having their, <laughs> they're both 35. They're adults. Come on. <laughs> All right, cool. Y'all, y'all want to do light skin of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Light skin of the week. Light skin of the week. Light skin of the week is just us pointing out someone that stood out to us. Doesn't have to be light skin. Could be anybody. And I don't even know if it's good or bad. We're just we're just pointing it out at this point. I can go first if y'all aren't ready. I can I can also go first. You want you want you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Mine's uh Tory Lanes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Wait, all right. I saw, sort of. Get, explain wait, it to wait. me. Get, drop, yeah, drop right. it down. Drop it down. So, the last thing that goes out for me goes out to Tory Lanez. Uh, no, no one put out music. No one put out music this past week because Kendrick Lamar, uh, again, barely arguable at this point. Best rapper alive. Um, you I'm know, say best artist. <laughs> Best, I, yeah, would, I would actually, definitely say yeah. best artist. Well, say we could say artist. probably best artist alive. Um, put out music, and everybody and their mom knew I'm not dropping when this nigga's dropping. <laughs> uh, if you if I have my release date on this date, I'm gonna move it because I'm not listening to your shit. Next major so album I'm, to come out in May uh, June 6th. That's a good idea. And that's arguably too soon. That's arguably yeah. too soon. Because <laughs> I pushing if, it. 
if I was like if, if I was even like a pretty good artist, like I feel so bad for like Jack Harlow and Future because they were probably like, yeah, let's let this shit run, and they're like, fuck, I want to listen to Kendrick. Why would I? <laughs> why would I? You know, Jack Harlow's album didn't have a chance to breathe. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Again, there was a whole podcast worth of shit I was ready to say. <laughs> I was really excited about talking about that, whatever it's called. <laughs> now, what? <laughs> Now, with all that, said, Tory Lanez decided to drop two on Friday. He dropped like a single or something. Did like he that. really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not what his... I thought you were talking about. <laughs> he dropped a single. He decided to drop a single. He promoted it. Uh, he retweeted a bunch of stuff saying like, "Yo, a lot of people weren't were afraid to drop. Not this nigga Tory." And, Probably like, was you know, hard to like, find those a... tweets. There's only seven of them. I'm a I'm a hater, so I was looking for him. Uh, he was he he retweeted all of them. There's like yeah, he retweeted like all all nine of them, and was just talking about like low key this shit better than Kendrick, no cap. And you know how like he has like those like you know what what probably like 300 fans that uh, just ride his dick, uh, but you know. Shout out to him. Quarantine radio one time was like, oh, he's the best artist out there. Like, nigga, he was always, like, decent mid. Like, yeah, he was always very, very okay. I liked him on some hooks, yeah. What was that nigga, Jameer Nelson? <laughs> that played for the Orlando Magic? <laughs> <laughs> it's what Tory Lanez is. Eagle Turkolo? Uh, yeah, he was a, no, that's a little bit too good for his take. Uh, Jameer Nelson was just a very good glue guy. Made Dwight Howard look good at everything. Like, you know, like, it's just... <laughs> oh, really good yeah. Mo Williams. Yeah, Mo Williams. That's a good Mo, one, too. Oh, Mo yeah, Buckets. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's a good one. Maurice Williams. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so shout out to Tory Lanez. Uh, he trended for, like, an hour, I think. You didn't You um, didn't want to talk about the police report yet come out that the, you know, that's what I thought he was talking about. Ew. No, I wasn't going to talk. No, it wasn't from the. I, it wasn't from the hospitals. What the doctor on site? Ta- uh, 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 no, no, that was a tabloid. Some shit that they they found some like bullshit article and it was like, yeah, nigga, I wasn't the doctor, but she that was glass in her foot. It's like, all right, well, you, were you in the room? No, nigga, I just, yeah, no, that, that I'm was a doctor the- too, nigga. I can make a report. <laughs> I thought it was from like the EMT or something in the doctor or in like the police report that came out, but like the actual you know hospital had the report of an actual bullet wound. But I mean, I love how quick goofy niggas will show those colors. <laughs> Didn't even read the report. I saw a bunch of people quote tweet that, be like, "I knew that bitch was lying." It's like, nigga, no, you what? <laughs> you have nothing. There's no information here. And you didn't and also, even read it, dog. Also, brush your fucking hair. Like I'm. <laughs> You nappy bitch. I'm getting tired of just all these, like, weird, weird niggas that are capping for this fucking nigga, Tory Lanez. He doesn't make good music. Like, it's like, it's like. Imagine very... that being the, that being the guy that you're, like, that's, makes, your, that's your dude. He makes slightly better than elevator music at best. Like, that's, that's Tory Lanez Lane, and that's okay. He's, he's, he's fine. Uh, but, again, he's probably gonna go to jail eventually. Like, you don't, if. If it was found out that this shit was just glass, he wouldn't have court cases that are continuously getting pushed back. You know what happens if you keep having court pushback, pushback? Usually it's not good for the person on the receiving end. Yeah. But yeah, no shout out for that nigga. You know, just trying to ride a wave that wasn't really there to begin with. But you know. If you didn't tell me that he dropped a song, I actually would have never known. 
I would have gone the rest of my life and never knew that he dropped. I want to. I want to be abundantly Friday. clear. I didn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to the song. It, it could have been his best work. It actually could have been better than what was ever on Kendrick's album. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I would. Who knows? It might be better. It, it, it could, could be. be better. He, they could have been right. <laughs> they could have been right. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and you know what? Next weekend, not going to listen to it still. But hey, I'm you know proud of him. Tory Lanez has actually dude. been the easiest cancel for me. By far, because you know what? I just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't. And you know what makes it even better? It's just these weird niggas still going to bat for them all the time. And that just makes it even easier. Like, I was just like, I didn't know I could become a hater because of your following. <laughs> it's not even a hate at this point. It's just the fact that I just don't really want to see you succeed because you don't have to anymore. <laughs> like, that's, it's called being a hater. And <laughs> and sometimes it's healthy, and I I, I just want to come out and say. Oh that. no, I've been a hater my entire life. I know it's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. I'm more of a hater, not for Tory Lanez, but for those weird niggas that want to be like, "Yo, well, why don't why don't we trust men?" Well, Megan, oh God. <laughs> see, this you know shit what? always happens to men. Why don't we believe men more? Why don't because of you, nigga? Like. <laughs> <laughs> It's because of you. It's I'm just, your fault. I just want to accept that this is a long podcast. I was just listening to a podcast this week. It was about the first woman to ever do. She like did a study. She was a grad student. She did a study on her. She surveyed all the female uh, people on her campus and was like, "Have you ever been raped?" And um, you know whatever got those results. And then she was like, and then she asked it in a different way. It was like, "Have these things ever happened to you?" And it was like the definition of sexual assault. And rape, basically, and people were like, "Oh yeah, no, that happened to me." One no, in four, one in four women. No, one in four almost women every woman. Every, almost yeah. every woman. One in four has, women yeah. have been raped, and I think like twenty percent of those one in four actually realize that it was rape. Like they just acknowledge it. So every time I hear one of these goofy niggas say like, "Oh, this, you know, these bitches make it up. You got to trust men. You got to like, nigga, do you go outside? Have you ever talked to a woman ever? Like mm-hmm. what? I, for every that, one time." that a guy gets accused of something that didn't do and it ruins his life and it's horrible. There's 700 women that actually got raped and didn't even say a goddamn word. They just don't understand what makes women uncomfortable. And it's because you don't understand that like one, it's like one in what, how many, how many of these cases are like illegitimate. It's like one in like 200 or like one in like 2000 or some dumb shit like that. It's like an astronomical number. It's not often that that happens. Like it's very seldom, and yeah, sure. If a girl lies on on and on stand, sure, whatever, perjury, send her to jail. That one every what three years that that happens. Uh, but until then, yeah, we should probably work on trusting women and what they say more because that shit's not being heard, and it's niggas like you that are making them more feel uncomfortable. Yeah, to like want to speak up and speak out because it's probably more you niggas that's doing it. But the, literally the whole podcast was about like it's it's it, um they never made this point but this is what I gathered from it essentially was like um basically there's niggas that say like we need to trust men because you know some of these women are lying but the point of the podcast was saying like you know one in four women have been sexually assaulted but almost all of them were like yeah you know he held me down and I said no and it was the most traumatic moment of my life but I, I wasn't raped because they're just like what we our society as a whole is so fucked up that like women don't even categorize it as that because, you know, they think like, oh, well, you know, it was my, you know, it was it was a guy I knew at the time and he's not a bad guy. So whatever. You know what I mean? Like 
That's that's where we're at. That's the starting point. So any nigga, every time a nigga says some, some crazy shit like, "Oh, see, so these bitches are lying," it's like, nigga, you don't, you 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 just don't even understand. Like, you've never talked to anyone before. Apparently, you've never talked to any woman. You never had a deep conversation, a real enough relationship where they're gonna disclose all the crazy shit that happens to them, nigga. Because you know, I don't know, I, don't, I don't know make, how you miss that because don't you don't you make them that. feel comfortable. You don't yeah, make them I guess feel that's comfortable. True. And nigga, and you're then, probably the one that's doing it. It's probably you. Exactly. Because they don't fucking know. They're not they're not aware of anything. So that's the issue. But you know, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. I don't know how Sorry we got to get on that soapbox. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to Tory Lanez for dropping last Friday. Whatever the song was called. I've been talking too much, Evan. You wanna go? Uh yeah. Uh I have two. Uh mine that was gonna be uh last week's was uh Lewis Hamilton. Um F1 driver. Handsome. 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 Mm-hmm. Always keeps the brakes crisp, too. I like that. Hey, the, I don't know if we said this. Is handsome. <laughs> handsome. He is a good-looking man. Yeah. You're right. Braids are always fresh as shit. You know how hard that is to do when you're constantly putting on and taking off a fucking racing helmet? Yeah, I was, I was about to say. He always has a helmet on, but yet the braids stay crispy. I don't understand how. Um, anyway. Wilt's going 200 miles an hour. <laughs> and sweating. And sweating. Yeah. Also, I looked at his Instagram. He's like one of those guys that always takes pictures with his like his nieces and nephews and stuff. Yeah, I'd smart. Yeah, guy. No, no, we know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we about to explain. Uh, anyway, um, handsome smart, too. Smart and handsome. Yeah, he's a family man. He's uh, handsome. Apparently, uh, <laughs> are you say, are you getting to how handsome he is? <laughs> no. Uh, so Formula One, I think they had like a whole thing about like jewelry or something. Like how you, how you can't wear jewelry at press oh. conferences. And <laughs> I saw this. So he uh, he then went on to wear like several different watches, a bunch of different chains around his neck, and a bunch of different rings on his hand. Um, so, yeah. Well, isn't he the sport? Like it's like he is the sport. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the they're sport. actually they're actually really confused right now because all he does is keep on winning. You know, they're trying to figure out like how like how. Yeah. yeah, he's doing to uh, you know Formula One racing what Tiger Woods did to golf, where it's like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> there's these other people that are trying really hard, and I don't, I don't know what to tell them anymore. <laughs> it's like it's like him and like some other guy. I don't know what his name is, but because uh, he's not as handsome, but um, they're like pretty much like one A and one B right now, just like pretty much winning almost every race they're, they've been in. Also, F one's picking up some steam. Apparently, like there is hella celebrities at the F one event. Like while the Kentucky Derby, was Lewis going Hamilton on. is uh like he's uh, Michael Jordan's driver. If I if I wanted, if I'm I think I'm like I think Michael Jordan owns like his like uh, his thing now. Oh, when you said that, you made it sound like he's like his chauffeur. <laughs> <laughs> I was like that. That's a bigger flex on Michael Jordan. Just having <laughs> no, he's a he's a Jordan athlete. You're right, and I think yeah. didn't he just try and buy some sort of team or something? I feel like I, whatever. He just got he's another NASCAR that. driver. I know that. That that nigga's just yeah, he's just uh really killing it in life and and uh, he's handsome. really he's handsome. handsome. <laughs> he's a really handsome guy. Handsome. Michael Jordan. Uh, he used to be, but we're talking about it, Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. He's really that's a real light skin too. Shout out to you. Uh, Keep my tally. Also, and, and also handsome. Uh, my mm-hmm. second one is uh, Giannis Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, he's the hey. First, we don't talk enough. Uh, hey, Giannis is handsome. We don't really talk enough about how he's kind of sneakily handsome too. As soon as he got the curls, as soon as he got the curls and put on that weight, that yeah, he's a, also he's he has muscles I've never seen on another man. Defined as yo. All right, wait. We got to tell like, because I'm kind of in this boat, but like going, pe- dudes that start scrawny and then lift always look the best. Mm-hmm. 
because like the, it's just, I see every muscle in every vein, every muscle fiber in that man's body every time he goes up for a fucking layup. Yeah, I thought you were also like talking a, about me, but all right, continue, Evan. He looks like a gazelle out there, like it's a, just yeah. beautiful to watch. Mm-hmm. Except for today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, he was a uh, first NBA player to have 200 plus points, um, 100 plus rebounds, and uh, over 50 assists in a playoff series. Um, and it came at a loss to the Celtics. And um, I just hope that they get just someone, anyone else on this team, just one more person. Because yeah, I LeBron would have got to the finals. LeBron would have got to the finals. LeBron has never done that. <laughs> LeBron would have at least got them to the finals. But. With 200-plus points and 100-plus rebounds and over 50. He cents. got to the finals with Daniel Booby Gibson. Let's not. Giannis is out there going one versus five. <laughs> LeBron got to the final with Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> I could argue that this team had less than that. They had Pat Connaughton out there hoping for hoping that he would make a three. Drew Holiday taking contested threes. <laughs> Pat Connaughton. Drew Holiday, he's not an offensive player at all. That man's mostly a defensive threat. They had to hope they had to hope Brooke Lopez was going to be a lot, was going to be just a viable option for them half the time. Chris Middleton was right. out, and the fact that Chris Middleton is their second option is the is the it, no. Are y'all excited for the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and the Celtics to be literally like seventy six to sixty eight? That's what's about to happen. That's going to be a boring fucking series. ESPN always finds a way to have the most boring Eastern Conference Finals possible. Yeah, we never talk about how Miami Heat uh, are in the most fun city probably in all of the United States and they're the most boring team to watch. Rock solid defensively and just a fucking snooze. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like putting on golf when you watch the fucking Heat play. You just put it on because you know you're going to fall fast asleep. What a weird place to have something labeled Heat culture, which is exemples or uh, whatever, or, uh, just... Hard work and dedication. That makes zero fucking sense. Yeah, really. just... Put them in Detroit. Put that same team in Detroit. That would make sense. Put the fun people in Miami. Yeah. LaMelo Ball should be on that team. <laughs> J.R. Smith probably would never retire. Uh, Kelly Oubre, throw him in there. Yeah. All the fun people. Be a fun one. James Harden. Sorry, is it, did you have more to say about Giannis? Evan? Nah, I was just shouting him out because I hope he gets more help next year. Yeah, hopefully Chris Middleton will do better. And, yeah, I think they could use a true point guard because low-key Drew is a two, but whatever. <clears throat> um, my light skin of the week is our uh, former roommate, Clement Coleman. Um, <laughs> hopefully Evan edits out the part where he called me mid-podcast, but um, just, a, just a pal of ours. Uh, he's, he's in Hawaii right now, and, and normally that's a, it's not a nightmare, but it's a lot. to you know People ask a lot of questions. People get really prepared. Um, this man told me about seven weeks ago that he was coming to Hawaii, and he called me today and said, hey, I'm here. So that, that's the type of energy I like when people come and visit. Uh, he's got you his own car. Meantime, he's got his own too. place. Yeah, I, saw, I, I spent a, a good 48 hours with this young man about three weeks ago. Didn't say a goddamn word about Hawaii. <laughs> This man's here, and he's excited to see me, but he is completely self-sufficient. We need more guests like that. Shout out to anybody that comes to visit. Be more like him, because this is this is lovely. Nothing is worse than when a guest is calling you, like, the night before. It's, like, 1130. You're about to get some shut-eye for work, and all they're doing is, like, saying, like, yeah, like, I'm just, like, uh, so, like, should I go here when I get landed? Or, like, where where, where are you going to be? Or, like, you know, like, and, like, my guy, like, I there, there's something called Google Maps. 
Like, <laughs> I'm sure you can walk to half these places. You'll, you'll be fine. When, when I went to Hawaii, I tried to give you as much space as possible with, like, the details and stuff. But I, I did call you because I know you. Uh, and I knew you would leave me at the airport for an obscene amount of time. So that's the only reason I wanted to make sure that, that we yeah, I just can't get it right with you, motherfucker. Sometimes you bitch about me leaving you at the airport for too long. Sometimes you bitch about me dropping you off too too late. Pick one. Pick one. <laughs> Wait. Pick one. The time you took me to... I tried to compensate. You said I left you too long the first time, so I brought you there late the second time. When we went, what what that, do you want? What, what am I supposed to do? That second time... You're sending I re- mixed signals. That second time, I got to that. I got to the, to the air... I got to the gate, and they looked at me as like, nigga, we was about to close this door. <laughs> They took the little stopper out and everything. I was like, wait a minute. I'm right here. I've never gotten more eye rolls from a whole crew in my life. They were just like that. I was a, I was an inconvenience to everybody. So probably uh, standby passages on and everything. Yeah, I, I they I, they probably filled my seat like they, they probably like we have to kick out a whole family because of you. <laughs> I lost a water bottle. I had a water bottle in my bag, and it just flew out of my bag, and I had to leave it like that kid in pursuit of happiness when he was trying to get on that bus. I cried so much because I loved that water bottle. All I'm saying is the first time I dropped you off at the airport, you said you were there for too long, so this time I made sure you weren't there for too long. And that was a family decision between you and your pop-pop, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you both collectively decided, hey, what would happen if we took him to the airport 11 hours before his flight? <laughs> It was an international flight. You got to get there early. I know you don't travel much. It's three hours. (laughs) It's three hours is a recommended time to go through his customs and everything. And it took maybe 25 minutes to get through everything, including security. (laughs) For them to put a little stamp on my passport and everything, it took 20. The airline didn't even open. It wasn't even open yet because it was a foreign airline. You're just sounding whiny. You're just sounding whiny at this point. Okay. Well, I, I don't hope. Whatever happens again with like like a 9-11 situation, I don't hope that happens with you, like directly, but I hope somehow it affects you. Hey, nigga, if I was on the plane in 9-11, it would have never gone down like that, but it's whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm different. Did we ever talk about that Mark Wahlberg quote? <laughs> nigga, fuck Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I get it, I get it. It's a tragedy, but I'm just saying if I was there, it wouldn't have gone down like that. <laughs> It's only fucked up because I think the same thing. <laughs> just if it was me on, my, on that plane, I don't know about y'all. I just, I mean, yeah, you tell me just some nigga with a box cutter. You said a box cutter. Like, I mean, come on now. <laughs> he ain't got my hands. No, he said, he said the whole day would have been prevented. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> He's like, I would have clocked those motherfuckers in the fucking while we we're waiting to board. <laughs> yeah, shout out, uh, shout out Marky Mark. Uh, former, former, racist. former racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we never talked about Liam Neeson being on Atlanta, but we're it's way too late for that. <laughs> oh, how <laughs> Atlanta is sneakily putting together a really good season. They have they're just two... they're just flying right under the radar with some of the best television I've ever goddamn seen. <laughs> they have two jokes an episode, and they don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> Are you reading some of the descriptions for the episodes too? No, they've always been funny. Uh, 
yeah, go <laughs> next time you're you're looking, actually you just, know what now that you, now that because I watch it on Hulu and I try not to read it before the episode, but sometimes I'll be going back through and I'll just be like, oh, that, they're doing the same shit Rick and Morty does, where it's just like that's just nonsense. They're not they didn't describe the episode at all. Or yeah, just it was jokes for it. One was like, yeah, I don't know, we hate black women, <laughs> and she's. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's do game of the week. Game of the week. Uh, game of the week is just us. Uh, I don't know, maybe giving you advice. I don't know if we have any. Um, yeah, I got one. I guess. Um, sometimes you just gotta scare the hose away. Sometimes they just don't get your point, and it's okay. They'll come back. Um, like that. Yeah, mine is don't let someone tell you how much you should be listening to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. There, there's nothing else that, and we didn't really touch on this at all because I feel like we also kind of critiqued it a lot. The album was the best thing I've listened to in quite some time. Oh, I'm glad you said that because we did have some critical things to say. The worst song on that album is better than the best song on any album I've heard this year. Yeah. And so. the it, it just all together, it felt like a Christmas present. It felt like the best Christmas present I could ever got. And it just, just from the rapping, the, the taking it out, the, the reaction, it, it felt like I, it, like Santa just gave me a Christmas present. That's what I, I felt like a kid again on Christmas. Perfect That's rollout, too. Yeah. Perfect rollout. If he had given us the drop date three months ago, I would have hated him for it. Mm-hmm. He gave us one week. Less than that. He gave us from Sunday to, to Friday night, whatever, Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, that was it. So, um, yeah, shout out to Kendrick for that, because Jesus Christ. And, and no, you don't have to listen to other music. You don't no. have to. I can't. Yeah, I'm not, I, I haven't been able to go listen to anything else at the moment. I'm not able to go back to, to listening to just stuff that makes sense. The only other song I was able to listen to was some of Vince Staples. And I would argue that, like, you know, like how... Uh, it... in um... And you guys were in Melbourne, right? Yeah. Yeah. Was there one big ass club in Melbourne? Like the uh, like- Evan was there? As there, was there one? I think there was. I think. I think. There was. Yeah, okay. Okay. Just one. It's never been my thing, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. Was there like a? Was there a runoff club next to it? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Right around the four. I once paid yeah. fifteen dollars in a taxi to go right around the corner over there. That was. That was my was supposed to be able to jump. Yep. That's, that's a fun Vince, story. That's that's what Vince Staples' album is to me with the Kendrick Lamar one. Yeah, there you go. I, I think the, that's reasonable. It's the it's the runoff. Like you 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 know you you wore gym shoes and they said nigga you gotta wear uh, dress shoes in here so you can't get in. You're like well, whatever. So you go you go to the club around the corner. That's that's what it is. I uh yeah I uh, I have not listened to anything else. Yeah, but I, I would say my game is that some obsession is healthy. Sometimes there's such thing as healthy obsessions. And yeah. oh, let me add on to this. Go to therapy. Oh, there you go. That's that's good game. Game which I might finally take. Actually, no, I went to therapy in college, but, but, but that didn't count. That didn't count. You didn't pay for it. You I pay for. It. I, I did the I did the free sessions, and then I was like, I'm not, I can't do this. Your whole critique was why am I paying for a friend? <laughs> I went to the same therapist over in that office. They didn't know what they were doing. That I know. nigga sucked. <laughs> that nigga sucked. He just sat there and looked bewildered the whole time. I was like, all right, well, I'm fucking wasting my time. 
I'll, I'll give you some free game here, Joe. When you're going for a therapist, you kind of have to shop around a little bit. It's, like, kind of yeah. exhausting, but you have to actually kind of, like, look around and see who meshes with you and shit. So it's, like... I think some my patterns. decision will be based off of if I actually want to resolve these issues or not. I have to make I, that decision. I think it's time. <laughs> Is I, it? Yeah. yeah I I, sometimes time. you just got to let your demons rock for a little while. Um. Hey, Joe, question. And, uh, you know, we could just wrap up the podcast after this. Uh, how many times have you been to the bar in the past two weeks? This has been the No Relation Podcast. This is Joe <laughs> signing off. Peace and blessings. Actually, hold on. You have a lovely hold week. On. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, hold on, hold on, hold on. TikTok. I have, one, I have one piece of game. I have one piece of game. Sometimes you have to admit the demons won. <laughs> this thing has got hands. Not they have hands. They they live there now. That little angel on the shoulder is gone. It's, it's just them in there. <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> You say bar, do you mean bar or do you mean a, re- a place that serves food and also drinks? Because that's everywhere. And I can, you know, there's nothing I can do about that. Are you able to operate a vehicle after leaving any of these places? How many times has that been just not even an option? Oh, I, I, everything's walking distance for me. So. It, that's not the question. <laughs> My that Uber app is where it functions perfectly fine. That wasn't the question. <laughs> If, if you had, I have friends you, that like to drive too. In general, so yeah, you know, generally wasn't I have the question. a ride to places. All right, so this was the No Relation Podcast. <laughs> this is Alex. I'm saying bye. This is Joe. Uh, I already did the thing, so yeah. This this is Evan. TikToks and Instagram or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. I just spent two hours. I just spent two hours crying, but how could you know that? When all you see is me smiling like I with a coat, that Little things hurt like a giant, little might I feel like dying But you know I can't stop trying, I hope you know that This shit been so fucking crazy, I might bring my fro back Just cause you posted a picture, it don't make you pro that Can't you see that I'm just tired, growing up now I'm just flying When I see over her prices, don't make me go Out of retirement, I just came out that bitch firing. What a boy like a fireman. I'm a product.